Hey, hey, Hi. everybody. We are so glad to be back. I am Jess. I'm Shasta. And we are the Chicks in Charge. We are so glad to be back after the holidays. We took a quick hiatus with a lot of travel and all oh of the God. holidays that we had. It was a lot of chaos. So we're glad to be back. And with us, we have David Lowitz with Trade Pending. I'll bring him on stage now. Welcome, David. Hello, ladies. How are you? We are great. How are you? How was your new year? So far, it's been a good year. We're what three days in, and nothing bad's happened yet. So yeah, that's a, that's a good start. We'll take that. We'll take that. We're gonna start twenty twenty four off optimistic and yes. full of positivity. Yes. 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 Well, and did you guys have a good New Year's Eve as well? We've been... I did. I did. I didn't do Jack Taco. I watched TV with the kids, and we just waited every minute until midnight because, let's be honest, it's not easy to stay up that late anymore. I didn't stay up till midnight. I went out. We got a babysitter for the kids, my husband and I did, and we actually got to go out. We don't go out very often, um, but we were only out until about 10, and we came home and went to bed. <laughs> That's doing it right. That's doing New Year's Eve yeah. right. I watched a very disappointing football game involving my Cincinnati Bengals, and uh, someone's Kansas City Chiefs who kind of took it to us a little bit there, but uh, yeah. Is that your magic watch? Your magic Chiefs watch? It is. Watch. <laughs> special. I normally have on way more Chiefs gear than this, but I know um, you do. Yeah, I try to right. sometimes settle it down for the podcast. You got like the headbands and the Chiefs pajamas and all the rest of that yeah. stuff going on. Yeah. I have a problem. It's too like, much. When we do Spirit Week, everybody around us is so surprised, and I'm like, why? Why are you still surprised? by what she shows up in. I'm never surprised. I got left out of two of the Spirit Week pictures this <laughs> last did. time. So we did a Christmas one. So Monday was... Second. I don't remember the what last was, one. Oh, God. Monday was something. So we had an, a... Um, oh, Monday was Pajama Day because I was because normally Pajama Day is Friday and I was I didn't yeah. do it. So Pajama Day. So I had my Chiefs onesie. Yep. Um, yes. Tuesday was... Um, God bless... I found a way to incorporate Chiefs and everything. So oh, there was a flannel day. day or Grinch day or whatever yeah. it was that you should have you, been. You've done it all. You've, you've already won for supporter of the year. They're giving yeah. you the award. It's coming in next week. Yes. I need, I need, um, I need a call from the chiefs for a formal invitation. So gotcha. All right. Well. So we've, we've spent two and a half minutes just having fun, but for anybody who may be listening, who doesn't know who you are, what you do, who are you and what do you do? I'm a car guy. No, uh, who am I? I'm David Lowitz. I have been with Trade Pending now for about four years. Uh, grew up in the car business. My very, very first job, I was five years old. I went to work with my dad. He said, all right, get out of my hair. Basically, he gave me a cup. He said, run around the lot. I will give you a penny for every license plate screw you uh, pick up. <laughs> that was my first job in automotive. And uh, it's been in my blood ever since. But unfortunately, I waited till I was about 50 years old, just about five, six years ago to get into the business. And uh yeah, but here I am, and I, I love working for Trade Pending. I've been here four years now, um, working with close to 500 dealers throughout the United States wow. and Canada. That's yeah, I know. That's uh, that's a lot. It's fun. And um, I, I love making them happy. I love helping them make money, helping them do better with their business. Are you personally hands-on with all 500, or is that is that what Trade Pending has under their belt? No, no, no. Trade Pending has about 5,000 dealers that we're working with right now. I personally have about 500 under contract with me right now. I shouldn't say under contract that have signed with me because month to month contracts, they can leave anytime they want, but they don't. Um, they stick around with us for a while. So yeah, I'm close to 500. I'm at like 470 something right now. Wow. That's awesome. You're busy, busy. It does keep me busy. And yes, I do try to keep in touch with them as often as I can. But it's like, I feel like the guy at the, at the circus spinning the plates. Yeah. And then you come back to that first one, you know, and but I'm proud to say that the very first dealer that I signed, Acura Pembroke Pines, signed them four years ago, and they're still with me today. 
That's oh, phenomenal. that's wonderful. Yeah, you never that's forget awesome. your first. So, so what did you do before you came to Trade Pending? Before I was at Trade Pending, I was actually the marketing director of a nine-store group down here in South Florida. Okay. So Chevy points, Ford points, Mazda, and then we had some truck points, uh, heavy-duty trucks, which that's a whole other world, uh, the, wow. the truck world outside of the automotive world. Um, but yeah, so I was loving. I was doing that and really enjoyed the time there because I got to meet every single vendor. I got to meet everyone out there, anyone pitching anything. I had an open door policy. And uh, as long as I wasn't in a meeting on a Zoom call, if someone came into the office, they were welcome to come in and we'd sit down and, you know, I wanted to learn more about their products and uh, go figure. But Trade Pending knocked on my door one day and sold me their product. Wow. Okay. Yeah. That's and it was cool that came full circle for you. What's that? That's awesome how that came full circle for you. Well, my, my rep, who is now my boss today, called me up one day. He says, hey, Lois, I know you love our product and uh, I know you like to sell because I've, I've been in sales my entire career other than that time that I was the, uh, the marketing director there with, the, with that group. He says, but I'm getting promoted and that's going to open up the Florida territory. Do you? And I'm like, yes. <laughs> he didn't even have to finish the question. I was ready to jump in because I knew um, I'd seen, I had seen all of Trade Pending's competitors and I knew that I was going to a company that was going to be best in breed. And I could walk into any store in the country that didn't have these products and I could help them. What was that transition like for you going from dealer to vendor? It was wonderful. <laughs> I loved, I loved working on the dealer side, but like I said, I've been, I've been got out of college in 1990. I've been in sales for 33 years and I just much prefer the selling aspect as opposed to the buying aspect. Right. Um, so going back to, or going back to the sales side of things, to me, um, was it, it was a very natural fit, and it was uh, I, I feel much more at home on this side of the fence than I do on the other side. So that that nine store group that you worked at are they still a client of Trade Pending? Uh, yes, two of the stores are. There's right. four or five. Four or five of the stores were uh, were truck stores, um, but the two Chevy stores, yeah, and actually three of them in the Mazda store too. Uh, nice. today. So yeah, still well, that's impressive. It. I love that. Yeah, well, it's good time. because because Trade Pending is how you and I met. So. Yeah. When we had one of one of the bigger stores down in Florida, um, you were you were the rep for them and just called until you found somebody who would answer the phone because, you know, the GM mm -hmm. didn't like to do that. Correct. Um, and, you know, that was one of the stores that we were handling full BDC operations for at the time. And you had some really great ideas. And I said, yeah, let's do it. Let's implement them. And we changed things so dramatically for that store. We were pushing close to a four percent conversion rate. And I don't know what your what your um, lead to appointment set rate was at the time, but I know you were crushing it. Um, and, uh, yeah, but that, that site, we're not going to, we, we're not going to mention the name of the site, right? Or uh, no, leave that alone. Okay. That's fine. That site though. Yeah. I was very proud to have that thing humming. All the CTAs were just right. Everything was right where it belonged. Everything did exactly what the consumer thought it was going to do when they clicked that particular button mm -hmm. or on that link. And, uh, like I said, yeah, three and a half to 4% conversion rates. That was, that was amazing. That was, right. a, that yeah. is awesome. and that, that integration that you guys got when you guys bought out auto APR, um, I mean, it is such a seamless piece um, that so many of our stores still use. You know, we get to see that in action every day. And I go to a website that has Edmonds or KBB and I'm just like, why? <laughs> exactly. I mean, I'll tell you what we, when I say we, the folks at Trade Pending that have been going around making these acquisitions, you can tell that they're being so purposeful in the companies that they are looking at to buy because it's like we were the coffee and then we bought the cream with auto apr then we bought the donut when we bought uh uh snap cell and then we bought the the, the stir sticks when we got fixed ops digital everything works together mm -hmm. and the way they've taken the auto apr product which is now known as payments by the way payments nice. 
and the way they've taken the trade pending product, our trade tool, and have now made them so that everything works together and one flows into the other and this one flows that way. And you can do everything you want as the consumer under one umbrella, basically. One look and feel, one set of buttons, one set of kind of questions and everything just flows. And you've gone and you've you've done three or four actions. You know, you've, you've calculated your payment, you've uh, scheduled a test drive, you've uh, gotten yourself pre-qualified uh, all at once and you didn't even realize that you were doing all three of those things. It was just so seamless. Yeah. And, uh, that's actually our number one or my, my personal number one thing to sell right now is the combination of trade and auto APR just because it's seamless. And it's, it's stupid because so many dealers are already doing those things, but they're doing it with four different vendors and you don't have to do yeah. that. You don't have to pay four different bills to get the service. Right. Not only that, but you're giving by combining everything, you're giving your consumers, your shoppers, a much better experience. I mean, imagine if someone walked into your showroom and they had to go over here to do one thing and then they had to go over there to do something different. You mm -hmm. sit them down at one desk in front of one person and you're able to take care of everything with our platform now. And I love using the word platform because when I started the trade pending, I was running around saying, hi, I've got a trade tool. That was it. Yeah. A trade tool, period. <laughs> um, and we've just grown so far. And like you said, just everything is working together. And um it, it makes for better conversions. It makes for better shopping experience. And it just, I, there's no other place in automotive I'd rather be right now. Right. I love that. It worked out well. Yeah. So, so 2023 was a big year for trade pending. What do you think the one biggest highlight and takeaway was for you guys in 2023? It has to be the two acquisitions. It has to be the two acquisitions. Buying SnapSell. Um, I'm not sure how familiar you are, but with, with SnapSell, but not, clearly the, the, uh, the leading video platform for automotive, um, not even going to name the other competitors because there's only a handful and they don't matter anyhow, because when you stack up the list of features and benefits, you need three pages for SnapSell. Yeah. <laughs> um, so SnapSell was huge. That was just a, a great acquisition. And then to, to watch our development team and our product team start to take all those tools from trade pending and all those auto APR tools and then build them into the SnapSell platform. So now one plus one equals three. And if you're using this and you're using that, wow, you're you're just you're covered, you're set. Mm -hmm. Yep. Um, and you don't even have to look anywhere else. I mean, uh, Snapsell even has a chat tool built in, so that was huge. And then the acquisition of Fixed Ops Digital. So now, I mean, just speaking for me personally, when I go into a store and I meet with the GM or I meet with his, you know, his sales team, and now I'm done, I can say, hey, by the way, who's your sales? Who's your service director? I've got another piece for him, yep. and to be able to walk back there. And we literally now are going from conversion to um, to just those conversations and helping dealers have better conversations all the way through to retention now and making sure that those sales customers are becoming service customers and then are staying in that cycle. So it's, uh, I mean, yep. I mean, your guys' team was, was so smart in those acquisitions. And um, I mean, we talked about it at that conference in Vegas, but um, Owen is so phenomenal what he's done with oh, big yeah. stops digital. Fantastic. It, it just exploded. So, I mean, even that was such a great, um, a great acquisition and going to be such a powerhouse for, for trade pending. I mean, just a real well, tool for the entire dealership. Correct. And fixed ops digital is, it's one of those things. It's probably the easiest thing for a salesperson to sell to a dealer because it's the dealer's going to end up buying it himself. I don't have to sell it. Once that dealer sees it and he sees, this is your current page your service page, let's say, for with all of your different service specials. And most dealers have stuff on there from like three years ago or they've got nothing at all. It's just a blank page. And then you show them what a page with Fixed Ops Digital looks like mm -hmm. and the benefits of what this tool can do and how it just streamlines everything. 
how much is it? Oh, four ninety nine, five ninety. It's like no brainer. Sign me up. Send me the contract. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, so I don't know if you know this, but um, my B2B team actually helped Owen with Fixed Opposite Digital before the acquisition. And I'm telling you, that team killed it. I mean, that team kills it on all of our, with all of our clients, but yeah, Fixed Opposite yeah. Digital was consistently our highest performing account. And I have no doubt it was because of the product that they're offering. Oh yeah. It's, it's, it's neat. It's simple. It's easy. It's effective. And there ain't a whole lot else like it out there. No, there's not. You know, in the trade space, I'm up against, you know, 112 different competitors. Not that there's 112 worthy competitors, but if there's a bunch of them out there. But on the fixed ops digital side, they're just really not a whole lot of other uh, right. companies doing what, the, uh, what FOD is doing. Well, I feel like it's so funny to me because the service department generates so much of the money in a dealership. And I feel like it's always on the back burner when it comes to marketing. It gets the littlest bit of attention in comparison okay. to everything else. And it shouldn't. Correct. But that's like independent stores too. I mean, we learned from going to NIADA this year just how underserved right. um, the independent mm -hmm. market is because we didn't see all of our friends at that conference. I mean, right. I mean, you didn't even know about it until we had talked about it. You're like, oh, what's this? And and you went and got yeah. to see how much of how much of yeah. that market was underserved. We didn't see the big names there that we always see at the other conferences. Yeah, it was kind now, of nice being there without yeah. all those other big names. In the and room. I'll tell you, you know, what we learned was that those independent dealers are. They're so much more personable. They want to have those conversations. Mm -hmm. They're looking for those solutions and you don't have to chase them. Correct. I also enjoyed the fact that when you were talking to someone, more often than not, you were speaking to a dealer principal. Yes, you were. Um, so that, you know, kudos to the folks at NIADA. Um, hell of a show and hell of a, hell of a job getting the right people, the right decision makers and people, like you said, who care and who want to know and who want to be involved and they want to have those conversations. So we, yeah. we, we really enjoyed that show. That was good. Yeah. What would you say, speaking of shows, you know, when you meet with dealers, whether it's in person or over the phone, when you have that first initial conversation with them, what question do you think you probably get more often than not? That's a great question to ask, Shasta. Um, and I'm going to give you a backwards answer because it's usually it's a what question am I asking? Okay. Because every situation is different. You know, and I think the biggest thing that's out there, though, I mean, if you had to really break it down, people hear the name trade pending. Hey, it's David from trade pending. Oh, the trade tool. The trade mm -hmm. tool. Oh, you guys are the trade tool. We're, we're good. We're set. We already have you guys. Yeah, I understand. But so I think that's really the biggest the biggest question or the biggest miss, um, misconstrued, most misconstrued item mm -hmm. is people, when they think of trade pending, they still think we're just a trade tool. Right. Um, so and like as we've been discussing for these first 10 or 15 minutes here, clearly we're not just a trade tool anymore. And just getting people to realize that we're more than just uh, one one product is, is is the big thing. Do you see that there will be a, a rebrand to help fix that? You know, you would have to ask the people at a much higher pay grade than me. God um, is you. <laughs> I, I can tell you, it was, very, it was very interesting to watch Spin Car because I was a I was a Spin Car client. Okay. So I thought it was very interesting when they rebranded because they weren't just spinning cars anymore. They were doing so much else, and for them to go from Spin Car to Impel. Uh, I think that was a great move for them. Is there a move like that in the works for trade pending? That is something that, like I said, my chief marketing officer, my CEO, that's that's discussions for them. I'll just go out and keep selling whatever whatever name they put on the shirt here and whatever name they put on the products. I'll just keep out and out there and uh, keep presenting it to my dealers. So, so David, if you had psychic powers, what I do you think that? Oh, you do. Yeah. Well, okay. so, so what does what does 2024 have in store for you? 
For me personally or for the automotive industry? What are we talking here? Oh, anything. For you, well, for you and the automotive industry and trade pending. Okay, so for me personally, I see this as a year for me to go back and spin those plates again. Really go back to those 500 dealers that I'm currently working with and make 24 a transition and growth year. Okay, listen, here's where you are. You've been with us for a couple of years. You've been using this product. Here's how you can benefit from adding these on as well. Um, and again, not to go in there and just jam product on people's throats because that's not what I'm about and that's not what I do. And I'm very, very proud to point to this little trophy. These guys are right up there because those are for the lowest cancellation rates in the company in the last couple of years, okay? So I really, I take a lot of pride in making sure that when I bring a dealer on board, that they are taken care of, that everything is going to be set up exactly the way it should be for them to maximize and, and hit their goals. I mean, maximize their efforts and hit their goals. Um, but as far as 24 goes, I want to be able to go back to those clients and say, okay, we fixed this problem for you. What else hurts? Where else are you having problems? Where else are you having difficulties? Or if they're not aware of what's even hurting them, show them what's on their website. Show them, hey, I came into your store. I, I pretended to be a customer. I walked around for 15 minutes. No one came over and approached me. Or I submitted a mystery shopping lead to your store and here's what happened. You know, it took 24 hours for someone to call me. And when they did, it was a, it was a half-assed email or a half-baked phone call. Yep. Most dealers, if you want to have a really bad day, go call your own dealership and submit a lead. Um, unless, of course, they're working with Commercial Time, Epic BBC, and in which case they're going to have a phenomenal experience. Um, right. But um, you guys know what it's like. That's why you're in business today, because so many dealers... And listen, there's so many out there doing it right. I'm not going to take any way, anything away from those that are doing it right. But there is a vast majority of them that are, wow, we got all these leads and we couldn't turn them into appointments or couldn't turn them into sales. Well, it's not that the leads were bad, okay? Because I'm sending the same type of leads to other stores and they're killing them. I'll so, tell you, there's no bad lead source. What's that? There's no bad lead source. There's, there's people who don't understand the lead source and therefore don't know how to work it. There's Correct. no bad lead source. Leads are leads. How many times do you want to look at a dealer and say, read the lead, read the lead? Why did they come to your website and click something? What information were they trying to get? Give it to them. Yep. Give it to them. Yeah. If they want to know the value of their trade, talk to them about their trade. You don't have to spot them on another car right this second. Tell me I'm wrong. Tell me. Tell oh, me I'm, God, right. No, I, I'm right there with you. I, I can't stand like. When we're uh, prospecting a store, even when we, I mean, it happens to us too when we get some newer agents that they see a, a trade lead and, mm -hmm. and they go in with, hey, you were shopping for a vehicle. No, they weren't. No. no. <laughs> Read <laughs> the trade. damn lead. Yeah. Um, yeah. So 24 is going to be a year of going back and helping those dealers that we've already started to help, help them grow more. I know a lot of dealers are nervous right now looking at 24. What's going to happen with the economy? Are people still upside down? Are interest rates going to come down? Are they going to get the inventory back that they had before? You know, what's going to happen with this year? What are the reports? You know, what 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 are all the prognosticators saying, right? The ones that really do have ESP or ESPN. Or, <laughs> um, I had a friend who knew the start of all the sports games, scores of all the sports games before they even started. He had ESPN. Um, <laughs> never mind. Um, so, yes, it's going to be time to go back and help those dealers do more, do more. Well, I got to say, I think 2024 is honestly going to be exciting. It's. We had on the vendor side, we had so many dealerships in the last three years who honestly thought they had their their shit figured out oh, because yeah. the market just wanted to buy and buy and buy and buy and yep. spend money and spend money because they had all the money. So why not spend it? And sure. now we're back to where we were before. And, and everybody has this conversation of we're back in pre-COVID times now that dealers need vendors 
to become partners mm -hmm. and therefore move forward together to be the most productive. And I heard a conversation, um, maybe it was on Facebook actually, where a dealer had said, I hate vendors. I don't, if I, if I had my choice, I wouldn't do anything with them or I wouldn't have anything to do with them. I it's saw like, a post. I saw a public Facebook post about that. It's probably the same one. <laughs> I hope he's going to build his own website and do his own SEM. I know. I'm like, yeah. okay, your CRM, the, the company that provides you the, the toilet paper you wipe your ash with, like, mm -hmm. let's yep. think of all of the things, whoever provides you your computers, mm -hmm. your internet company is a vendor. Yep. All of these things, dealerships are vendors of cars. Is, like, is, he light, is he lighting his own fires in his building yeah. to keep the place warm? Because I'm he's like, building an electric company, I'm guessing. That's a I don't think people realize just how much of what you do every day is a vendor. Right. It is a person offering a service that you need to make your business 1% better. Uh, correct. And I hate to be one of those um, semantics or uh, grammar police, but I'm, I'm going to stay away from the word vendor. And I, I do prefer dealer partner because when I think the word vendor, I think of a vending machine. You walk up to it, you put some money in, you get a product out, but try getting some service on that product, yeah. right? No, that doesn't happen at a vending machine. So again, I do like the term dealer partners. And yeah. man, I, I like to think of each one of my dealers. I, I mean, I tell them, look, I work for you now. You just signed this agreement. I work for you now. You call me up, you text me, you tell me what you need. I'm going to do it for you. Whether it has something to do with trade pending or not. David, I need to hire. Great. I'm going to get you Larry Feldman and he's going to help get to get people for you. Right. Yeah. David, I need an external BDC. No problem. I'm going to call up Epic and I'm going to let you ask to know to call this dealer. I am whatever I can do to help my dealers any way I can. And if the other people out there that are wearing similar shirts with other names on them aren't doing the same things, then maybe they are just the vendors right. and they're not the dealer partners. And again, I'm not saying that anyone is, I'm just saying I try and I know that the, the rest of my team we all try to stay a, a step above, you know, and just not just be, oh, right. You want you never want to talk to me again. Great. Sign here. <laughs> You'll never see me right. again. Um, right. and well, and I'm, it shows with, with your awards, yeah. your trophies that people aren't canceling because for one, the product does speak for itself, but it takes that one-on-one -on -one effort from you oh, absolutely. to stay up with the continuous using of the product, the understanding of it and the tweaking of, okay, well this month, this is going on. So we need to tweak this here and here and here. Well, I mean, Absolutely. we say it all the time with dealerships, Chesta, that, you know, dealerships, they're not in the car business or in the people business, but so are we as dealer partners. Mm -hmm. We're in the people business and it's all about those relationships. And it doesn't matter how great of a product you have. If you're not focusing on building those relationships and building on those connections, you're not going to keep your clients happy yeah. and they're not going to stay with you. Uh, not only that, but show me a static website. Show me a website that never changes and nothing ever breaks. Nothing ever gets moved when this gets installed and all of a sudden that falls off. That stuff happens all the time and there's no one to blame for it. It's right. not that someone did something wrong. It's just, it's a website. It's a bunch of lines of code and sometimes stuff breaks. Right. Right. But you've got to make sure that it gets fixed and that it gets taken care of and you get people back on track. Yeah. And, um, that's why I love doing our account reviews with our dealers. Just check, you know, whether they want to meet monthly or bi-monthly or quarterly, whatever's good for them. Just sit down, spend five, 10 minutes, 15, whatever it takes, go over their site, make sure that everything is the way it should be. Um, I always talk about it. You know, if I walked into a store and I threw that on the floor at a store, it's not going to take more than a minute for a manager to walk over and pick that up because he's not going to want to have that piece of garbage on his showroom floor. Right. Look at your websites. That's your digital showroom. There you go. And you got, pieces of paper all over the place that need yep. to be cleaned up and taken care of buttons that are misaligned fonts that aren't the same spaces that are different colors that are off. I mean, there's just things that need to be done all the time.
And um, that's the kind of stuff I love helping my dealers do. Just all so, the way down to the little stuff. So, David, there's been a lot of gloom and doom talk for how the market's going in 2024. And I'm just curious what your take is on how automotive is going to be affected in the next year. Well, I don't have ESP on this one, but what I can tell you, and I'm going to quote good old David Long from the Hansel Automotive Group. What am I going to say? We make our own economies. Exactly. We do. And those dealers that are prepared, those dealers that roll up their sleeves, those dealers, those dealer partners, you know, if you don't get off your ass and go to work every day, you're going to get left behind. You're going to have a crappy 2024. Mm-hmm. But if you simply stick to the basics, block and tackle, call your clients, call them back, return emails before the end of the day. Mm-hmm. If you do the work that's supposed to be done, that puts you miles ahead of most of the people that are half-assing it. Yeah. So make your, make your own economy, decide what kind of day you're going to have. If you decide you want to go out and bring on three new clients today, go do it. And if you decide not to, well, then you're not going to have three new clients today. And if you want to sell 10 cars today, then go sell them. Um, so I know that's a very simplistic view, but I think it's the perfect answer. Get off your ass, get your head in the game and decide that you're going to, you know, listen, we can all, we can all show up at work and kind of get through the day, just get till five o'clock. If there was a, a you know, a five o'clock, I don't know any one of us that works nine to five anymore, but we could all get up and do that. Or we could get up and say, look, I'm going to be as, as good as I can possibly be today. Yep. Right. And no one's perfect. No one can be, except Aaron Sheeks. Aaron is always on. Aaron, I know. Aaron is still working right now, even when he's sleeping. <laughs> he's working, okay. Wow. Well, oh, I wish we were live. I would tell you. At least that's what I see on Facebook. Okay. Um, I don't have time to do all those Facebook posts because I'm busy taking care of my clients. Um, not a shot of Aaron. I'm just kidding. I love Aaron. Um, but you get what I'm saying. Just get up and, and just make your own economy and, and do what you need to do to, to be where you want to be at the end of the year, the end of the month, the end of the quarter. Set your goals and know what it takes to get there. Yeah, 100%. I mean, I, I preach all day long and it's, I'm hoping, I've submitted it as a topic. I'm hoping it's something I get to speak on in February at um, by appointment only. Um, but knowing your data is so, so, so important. Every dealer needs to know their data. They cannot operate a store if they don't know their numbers. Like, they don't. no, <laughs> like, uh, that's, that's a, that's a great point. So let, let's talk about this. I, and, and I'm going to kind of pretend like I, like you're a store and I'm kind of talking to you about why you want trade and payments. Right. So we're on, we're on a boat and we're out fishing. We're in the middle of the lake. And on the left side of the boat, we've cast a line. That's what was that? What I missed? Is it Shasta fishing? Yeah, Shasta's going to go fishing. Okay, right. Kansas City Chiefs fan at all. On the left side of the boat, you've tossed out a line that says value your trade, and you're going to catch those fish over there. Now, on the right side of the boat, you're casting out a line that says calculate your payment. What's my buying power? Get pre-qualified. Schedule a test drive. Is this car available? Right? All of those things, right? So now we're obviously we're going to catch more fish. I'll have a dealer call me up. And, uh, David, we've got too many buttons on our website right now. Uh, take off this one and take off that one. And they do it without checking the data first. Mm-hmm. I had a dealer the other day, again, who shall remain nameless. Mm-hmm. Take off the calculate your payment button. Uh, did you realize that that's 86% of your leads? Oh, maybe we ought to leave that on. Maybe so. I would say so. <laughs> that's like, I. Drives mm-hmm. me. Do Bonk. we want to talk about the story that happened on Friday? Oh my God. <laughs> do we want to without name drops? Yes. Drop? yes. <laughs> Tell that story. So I, I actually made a post about oh, it. Oh, you Facebook. did. I forgot about that. But I, uh, <laughs> so I, I received um, mid-November, I received a cancellation notice for a store 
However, we would we had just changed a big process for them. We we had moved from working in our software back into their CRM, and I mean it had been two days if that. Twenty five appointments the day this happened. Yes. we're on the board. <laughs> yeah, at like five o'clock. Like we were still rolling for a few more hours. Yeah. And he okay. calls me and says, "I yeah, we're probably going to cut this off at the end of this week." And I'm like, "No, you're not." You haven't given us enough time. We're already more successful. We've scheduled X amount of appointments today. Our show rates this. And he's like, okay, let me talk with the boss. I'll call you back. He's the GM. He needed to talk with the owner at the store. Called me back and said, I bought you another month. Cool. We spent all of December just crushing Hustling. it, killing it. Numbers are up everywhere. Right. And I call and check with him at the end of the month. I'm like, hey, we're still good to go to, to, to move into January, right? And he's like, yeah, no. We're going to pull out Saturday. Yeah, we're pulling out Saturday's our last day. And I'm like, that's dumb. Why, Why would, would you do, do that? that? Like, Did he look at the data? No. no. I tried to tell him. I said, okay, well, our show rates are up this. Our set rate is he up He was this. not having it. And he's like, yeah, we're just not seeing it on our end. And I'm like, how not? Okay, well, I, I can send you I'm all. I'm sorry, but Stevie Wonder could see that. Yeah, I'm sending him. I, I said, I'll send you all the numbers so that you have everything. He's like, I just, you know, we just, BDCs don't work for us. Okay. Okay. So he's going to, so, so did he cancel? No, oh, so, well, sorry, it's better. So the next day, <laughs> yes, he did. He did go ahead and move forward yeah. with his cancellation notice. So twenty four hours. Yeah. So we prepare with everything that we're going to be done. I I fought him. I I did all but tell him he was ridiculous. He calls me back twenty four hours later and says, "I owe you an apology. I need to eat some crow." And I said, "Okay, do tell." He said, "I went to go tell my store managers. There are five rooftop group." He said, "I went to go tell my store managers that we would be done with you guys as of Saturday, and I have a full on coup on my hands." And I'm like, proceed. Rightfully so. <laughs> proceed. <laughs> so he then tells me, he's like, you have been, you've been drumming up a lot of traffic for them. They say they can't do it without you. So we need to figure out where our numbers aren't matching up. Long story short, we found that there had been salespeople and managers deleting showroom visits to improve their, yes. improve their sold rate. Yeah. There was 81 deleted showroom visits for the month of December. 81. That you guys said. Yes. That and they just decided to delete them so that they could make their ratios look better? Yes. Oh, that's outstanding. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, but us knowing our numbers on our end, knowing for a fact that we had this, even when the CRM did not agree with it, is what backed that up. Know your data, read what your hurt? data, pay attention to your data. <laughs> data doesn't lie. Yep. That's my data song. I love that. Up. We can record it. We can sell it. At your BDC, can you please check your sales team? Just, just do a brief overview real quick. That is crazy. Well, first of all, congratulations on keeping the account. Yeah, that was Not only did we keep them, we got an additional 90-day commitment out of them. Yeah. Boom. So we we more than proved that that we knew what the heck we were talking about. And that's that's not bragging on us by any means. There's times where even knowing my data, I'm still at a 30% mm -hmm. show rate, or I, I can't get past a 15% set rate, or you know, the, but I will tell you a hundred percent of the time it takes collaboration with the store, with everybody on the ground to want this thing to work, absolutely. to make it work. Oh, sure. Absolutely. Not just collaboration with the store, Shasta. Like, think about how many times you've reached out to our friends and partners in the industry, like David, like um, Echo, and mm -hmm. said, hey, we're seeing this number down right now, and I mm -hmm. cannot continue to go another week with my stores being this low. What are you seeing? Is this nationwide or is there something I can do to try to combat this? Yeah. What are you doing? Oh, that was last so, month. We, I mean, we started off last month. You're always going above and beyond to yeah. find out where the issue is above even just the store level. Above, right. To the point of your personal connections to try to fix the stores. Yeah, that was that was last month. I mean, we started off last month. Worst I've ever seen. I mean, 
it was embarrassing. I had stores calling me left and right going like, what's going on? What's going on? And I'm like, that's a great question. I would, I would love to tell you, I don't know. So I called everybody I knew and they were all seeing the same thing. And I'm like, bullshit, I'm not going to accept that answer. What are we going to do to change it? And we spent the entire month of December creating new processes, digging in, hustling, and got it turned around almost double by the end of the month. December was so bad that we started December at our first manager's meeting. We started December with stores that have 0% show rate that we've never, ever, ever seen before. And by the end of December, at the end of December, our stores all averaged 50% 50 or higher. Mm -hmm. That's how hard. So let me ask you a question. What's what here? I generate a hundred trade pending leads for a, for a store. How many of those generally were going to turn into an appointment? My goal is thirty. So I I work um, off of industry average um, BDC uh, standards because there's nothing that I can I can't do in my outsourced BDC that an in store BDC could do. So I okay. I I put all of our team on the same metrics. So 30% lead to set, 15% lead to show. Um, lead to sold is going to get messy because prime, subprime, new, used. You said that 15%? Lead to show. Oh, lead to show. not Yeah. yeah. Okay. 15% lead to show. Okay. Right. 50% set to show. Right. Okay. So um, we run our team on all of those metrics. We've created our bonuses off those metrics. They have, I mean, they have so many metrics they have to, to even bonus. It's ridiculous that, that in-store BDCs don't even do. But mm-hmm. that is... Um, that is, I believe, the most important important part is to constantly treat this like an in-store BDC. And when doing that, I have no reason to be replaced. Well, um, and you, t- you take the same attitude that I do. I work for you. I mean, you generally become, you genuinely become part of that store. You're just not sitting, you know, you don't have butts in the seats at the store, but they're virtual, but they're doing the same job that they would be doing. Probably a better job, actually. Because Most. that's all they do all day long is, yeah. is, is work those leads. And they're not being bothered by the salespeople walking into the BDC to What do you got? Them. What do you got? Yeah, right? My favorite oh. part when I was a BDR. Yeah. Oh, God. Well, and I'll Nothing tell you, for you. Right. I mean, some of these stores become family. I mean, the store that oh, you and I sure. met on, I was talking to my husband about it last night, and we haven't had that store for almost a year. I mean, that store comes up in, in conversation all for the us time. all the time. Yeah. Um, I mean, They're the relationship, yeah, the still. relationship that we had built with that store, the the managers, the salespeople, I visited that store so many times um, just because like that was, they yeah. were invested in us succeeding and we were invested in them succeeding. Those are the best partners always. Yeah, no, no doubt. Just no as doubt. invested in you succeeding as a company um, and as a partner, but just as much as you are invested in their own success. Yeah. Definitely. Well, that's what makes you guys successful. And that's what helps your stores be successful by hiring you. So kudos to you guys. Well, and it's it's the same with you. I mean, I there's not a story I wouldn't recommend you nope. to because I know that no matter what, you would turn their numbers around. I mean, whenever I'm talking to dealers just on the sales side and the discovery side of things, when they're telling me what um, who they're using for, for their trade service, I'm always, if it's not trade pending, I'm like, how about I shoot you David's phone number? <laughs> there are entire advertising agencies that are doing the exact same thing because think about this. You're the agency and now all of a sudden you're going to tell the dealer that you want 50 grand a month to drive traffic to the store's website and these people get to the site and they convert at a crappy level, crappy you know conversion percentage. Now the dealer's wondering, well, where am I spending all this money? So now you take that good cheese, put it with a great mousetrap. Now you got a winner. So we make agencies look better and that just makes them, you know, all the... It just puts them in better light with with their clients and with their dealer partners. So it does. I mean, 
it, it takes everything working together. That's, that's, I could preach that all day long. Everything has to work together when you have a BDC, whether, I mean, trade pending can be a great service, no matter what, if you don't have the right team on the other end handling that right. and the right sales team willing to, to pay attention and work those customers when they come in. I mean, it yep. takes everybody. All right. So I got a winner for you. You ready for this? Cause you guys work with all the CRMs across the board, right? Tell me why. A prospect goes to a dealer's website. They start off on a uh, Gubagoo chat and, the, and Gubagoo gets a lead from them. And then they click something else on the website to maybe get pre-qualified. And then they click a trade pending value or trade. And they did it in that order. So the Gubagoo thing shows up as the primary lead. The other two either show up as bad or duplicate, right? Mm -hmm. Yet they were all part of the customer journey. Yeah. But the CRM only wants to report on first in attribution. And I am not an attribution pig. I'm not one of those people that says, oh, I've got it. No, I want to just be part of the equation. But I would love for the CRMs out there to start reporting the customer journey and not just the first or the last. Yeah. Is there a setting, ladies? Is there something? No, that can there needs to be because I agree with you because the other side of our company is also social media generated. Mm -hmm. And we, could, we see it all the time that we have a customer that is in the middle of a conversation with our messenger team goes to the website, puts in a lead. And then by the time we put in the lead, the, we've already lost attribution for it. So I think what CRMs need to do, if any of you guys are listening, is that there needs to be a raw and a total number. And yeah. if, if at any point, whether it got the attribution or not, a customer sold who had inquired on trade pending in the past 30 days, that needs to be attributed to trade pending and the other sources. Yes. All of the sources. And then you can see a raw number of which one had first attribution. It's, it would be no different than me walking into your store and Jessica starts with the deal and then has to go off for lunch. And then Shasta, you finish the deal and you guys split the deal. Yeah. Right? There should be no reason that when John Smith comes in to buy a car, all of the lead sources that he touched along the way aren't listed there and getting a third, a third, a third. I mean, I can't tell you how many times I have dealers say, oh, David, uh, we, we got 62 leads from you last month. Uh, no, I'm looking at it right here. There were 130. You just only have 62 that. Those 70 people, those other 68 people did something else first. But I know that 130 people used that tool and got their trade value. Yeah. They just didn't show up as first in. Right. Yeah. So that's one of the things that drives me nuts. And again, if you're a CRM manufacturer out there, then Elite Socket, we're talking to you. Fix that. Because it's terrible that that's, that doesn't get reported on properly. Yeah. Well, David, I think it's about time to wrap up. We appreciate you more than you know coming on the show. You were our very first guest of 2024. So we're super excited about that. I set the bar like this high. No, you no. didn't. <laughs> so high. We're no, so because excited. you told me that when you're going to Vegas, you're going to the sphere again. And now I'm mad that I'm not going to be there. Yes, I am going back to the sphere. Are you, wait, you're not going to, you're not going back to Vegas? Not this year. Uh, boo. I know. I'm very upset about it. Yeah. Well, I've never yeah. been to an NADA in Vegas. The first one we went to was Dallas. Yeah. And then we're like, we heard that um, Vegas is like 10 times that size. And then they told us we're not going. And I'm very sad about it. So if anybody just wants to donate tickets to us, go. Sorry to yes, exactly. So I will, I will, I'll, I'll, I'll drive myself. I don't care. I will FaceTime you from the sphere or from our booth, one of the, one of the other. Um, yes. So. Oh, yeah. So you're also going to have a booth. Yes. So um, let's talk about that. Well, what booth number are you? Do you know yet? Back of the main hall towards the left. Okay. You can't miss us. We're, I think we're like right near the Toyota or something like that. But uh, yeah, we got a bunch of orange stuff and but we're easy to spot. Remember whenever I did that cardboard cutout out of you? Whenever you did, <laughs> we're going to mail David cardboard cutouts of us just to hey. Watch Shasta. 
Yeah, I would say that I would just go there and, and wait at the door for someone to give me a ticket, but we saw how well that worked out the other Yeah, well, okay. Let's not even let's not even go there. So we're not gonna talk about that. Ladies, have a wonderful 2024. Thank you all so much for having me on today. I appreciate it. Right. Hey, um, if you uh if you know anybody or if yourself, I, I think that it would be very important for you to go. There is a um, I brought it up earlier, but the by appointment only oh, yeah. conference in at the end of February. Anthony Algonia is in New Jersey. Okay. Um, it's meant for BC um, directors, general. I mean, I think we'll have some general managers there, but there's going to be some massive names there mm-hmm. that I think. Um, I think that uh, Glenn oh, Lundy was going right. Wasn't Glenn Lundy? No, we got Shaka Dyson, Sean oh, Armour, right. Frank Lopes. Um, my God, there's a lot of big names. There's yeah, alone right there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, some really big names are going. So I think that that's something that um, if you could be there, that would be phenomenal. Send me a link. I'll pass it along. For sure. Um, All right. The person won't be there. But ladies, thanks again for everything. Have a thanks, great day. David. Right, absolutely. See you guys. Right, guys. So remember when you go out into the world this week to be kind, you never know what battle someone else is facing. So remember to light it up. I'm Jess. I'm Shasta. And that's David. And we've been the Chicks in Charge. Thanks, everybody.